This week, we are beginning a mini-series, yes, a mini-series on the book of James. So over the next five Sundays, we'll be preaching a chapter of James each Sunday. Um, I'm personally really excited to spend time in this really short and powerful book. Uh, To give you a little background, we don't actually know who wrote the book of James, like from many New Testament books, right? We have traditions about who wrote books, but we don't actually know for sure. So in the case of the book of James, the tradition is that it was written by James, who is referred to in the New Testament as the brother of Jesus. There's a reference to him in Matthew 13.55 and Mark 6.3, if you want to look at places where he's referred to as Jesus's brother. Um, And what's really interesting about the book of James is that we seem to find more allusions to teachings of Jesus, not stories about his life, but things he actually said in Matthew, Mark, Luke in particular, where he sayings that he said like around the Sermon on the Mount in particular. So we find echoes of that in the book of James, which is really interesting given that we think it's written by someone who would have had firsthand exposure to his teachings and his life. James is also known as James the Just in the church, which says a lot about his character. That's what he was known as. He went on to lead the church in Jerusalem for about 30 years. So he was like one of the first leaders of the church worldwide when people like Peter and Paul were going out and serving as missionaries. James was the one who stayed in Jerusalem and helped that church weather those early decades when they were persecuted and leaders had to flee the city. And he helped them navigate these these um, disagreements we had about how to integrate Gentile believers into a church that had been largely Jewish up to that point. So James was really pivotal pivotal in the church, even though we don't talk about him a lot. And then the tradition is that he was actually martyred around the same time that Peter and Paul were. So within a few years, all three of these pillars of the church were all martyred, we believe. And what we find in James is this book of really practical wisdom. So James is really concerned with your believers. Now, how do you live that out? How does your life reflect the fact that you have become new creatures in Christ? And if you look at the book, people have lots of disagreements about whether there's any themes in James. But one of the themes that I think comes through really strongly is in chapter four, he talks about the fact that if you're a Christian, you have chosen friendship with Christ rather than friendship with the world. And so his book is really this unpacking of the question, what does it mean to be friends with Christ? And the way he works that out is he talks about really practical issues like how do we speak to each other and those that are persecuting us? How do we respond when we're facing trials in our life? Or if you're a Christian around the world, how do you respond if you're being persecuted for your faith? How do you respond to the most vulnerable in your community? Do you treat them with dignity? Do you go out and serve the needy in your community? These are the really practical questions that James is dealing with. And really, he's working out this question of how do you work out your an allegiance to this new king that you've chosen, and that is King Jesus, right? And as I was thinking about how to approach Paul this week, or James this week, James this week, and I was looking at the first chapter, I just couldn't escape the fact that this is such a practical book and that James is ultimately this invitation to live as those people that the word of God has implanted itself and that we're longing to grow into the image of Christ and for our life to have the fruit of Christ within us. 
And the thing about James is that it's not a difficult book to understand, right? There's He doesn't have a lot of theology packed in it the way that we see in the books of Paul. But James is challenging in a different way. And that is if you take what he says seriously, it's really hard to live into the teachings of James. Um, and so then when I was thinking about this morning, what I want for us is I want us to actually get into the heart and the mind of James, which is this practical wisdom for how we live as Christians. And so I actually want us to spend some time soaking in this first chapter of James and letting the words of God through James kind of plant themselves in us and begin to take root. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to do some exercises together. Um, So I've designed three exercises to work us through the first chapter of James. If you see over there, there's three stools. So there's, I've broken the first chapter of James into three parts, and there's an exercise for each of those. So I want you to just be thinking about which of these might be the most helpful for you right now in your life. And don't feel like this is a hard choice because we can send out the PDF later and you can choose one of the others, or you can pick one up after the service. So here's, here's the exercises, and I'm going to give us about 15 minutes to work through them. The first looks at James's teachings on anger in this chapter. And so what I've designed is a self-examination that you can work through related to James' words on anger. So that's the first one. So it's some meditative questions to think about anger and how you deal with anger and irritation in your own life. The second is this, uh, this reflective, if you're familiar with Lectio Divina, but it's a slow kind of meditative reading on scripture. And I've done that around James's theme of the implanted word and letting the word take flower. So that's an invitation to kind of read that section of James and meditate on how he's inviting you to let the word of God in the next couple weeks take flower in your own life. And then the third is a prayer around our care for orphans and widows, who James says we cannot have true religion without the care of widows and orphans. And so the third, so there are actually the first, the stool closest to me is the first one on anger, the second one is on the implanted word, and the third is our care for widows and orphans. So if you just wanna make your way over, and pick up whichever exercise kind of strikes you this morning. I'm gonna give us some time to just work through those. And then we have had a time after the piece where we've been inviting people to come forward and share their testimonies. And so if there's anything that comes out of the next few minutes that you just feel like you wanna share with the community, maybe you feel it's a word for the community, um, we're gonna allow some time for a little bit more communal reflection after the piece. And then I'll just close our time for prayer. So just take a little bit of time to work through your exercise, and then I'll close us in prayer.